Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash US slash get QR code. This is episode number 63 with our guest, Jonathan Masalinas. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, guys. Thank you for spending time and joining us. You're tuned right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. Our guest today is the president of Empowered Publicity, and for nearly two decades, he's been helping authors, speakers, and even professional wrestlers promote their talents and expand their audiences. His ability to highlight the best of what an artist brings to the table is uniquely exceptional. With the power of enthusiasm and determination, Jonathan is a seasoned professional at taking ideas and turning them into realities. He is a true partner in promotion, and I know this firsthand as I've had many lengthy conversations with him. We've compared many notes, and we continue to work closely together. I am honored to welcome this empowered man himself to the show. Right there, it is Jonathan Masalinas. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Appreciate the time, my brother, Josh. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor, and a privilege, and a pleasure to be here with you on your podcast, on your show. Thank you. Likewise. I'm very excited to be in this format with you, because like I've said, off air, we've had, we've had a lot of lengthy, close conversations, um, which I really appreciate. You always have this extraordinary um, vision and um, approach to, to life. And I know one of your overarching themes is, and I'd love to hear your uh, take on it, is today all about serving and giving opposed to acquiring and getting. Tell us about that, please. I feel that there was a lot of old stories that many of us picked up along the way, whether it be from our parents, from our bloodline, whether it be just uh, societal sorts of things. Um, it, it's interesting because we were, we were talking before we started recording in the podcast in the official Hidden Entrepreneur Green Room. I'm gonna pull the veil back. Josh is an amazing green room that has guacamole and the best organic blue corn tortillas that you can possibly imagine, by the way. I'll Have take it. That in there, by the way. Um, and was, we were talking about Dr. Wayne Dyer 
the multi-tenure, 10 best-selling author, Father Motivation, you know, work with Hay House, many PBS specials. And he shares in several of his books and several of his specials about how at, at, at birth were these perfect beings. Like as babies, we are so pure. There's no, there, I think that the, the only thing that we're really wanting at our core is, is just love and attention, right? We're not worried about paying bills. We're not worried about any of these adult sorts of responsibilities. There's really no sorts of doubts that we have or inclinations that we might not succeed. We're these perfect beings. And then Wayne kind of, you know, jokes around, uh, you know, representing a parent. And it's like the parents receive the child from God and they say, great job, God, we'll take over from here. And this is how then they pass down, you know, the the fears and the doubts and you can't do this and you only can receive a certain amount of health and a certain amount of abundance. And if you're, you know, a woman, you should only be a secretary. Or if you're a man, here's the old school masculine paradigm, all of that stuff. So I share this because many of us for a long period of time, this is the old, one of the many old school paradigms is what's in it for me before how may I serve? What's in it for me? before how may I serve? So Wayne continues to share throughout his books and his PBS specials that he classifies it in this vernacular. If, you, if your message to the universe is give me, give me, give me, the universe is just your mirror and it will see it in kind. This also ties into his, to gratitude to a certain extent. If you focus on what you have, and whom you have in your life, you'll have more to be grateful for. But if you can't appreciate what and whom you have in your life, and you're always striving for that next thing, that next dollar, that next relationship, that next bell, that next whistle, that next accolade, you're going to be in this state of perpetually striving and never arriving. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be content. Eventually, and I, I'm a very big person on, on visuals. When you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, let's say you take the family, Josh, one of those uh, you know, old country buffets. I haven't been there in a long period of time. There's probably a lot of gluten-free options there, I'm sure, at the old country <laughs> buffet. And when you put food on a plate, you eventually have to clean the plate off first. What if you just kept piling stuff onto your plate? You know the expression? People always say, I've got a lot on my plate. How many times have you heard that? I've got a lot on my plate. And then they feel stressed or overwhelmed. And then what happens? The things that you have on your plate, it's important you enjoy those, that you take care of those, that you nurture those, and eventually the plate's cleaned off. And you can go and you can get another helping. So there's different sorts of offshoots, but I feel that for many of us, you know, I'm, I'm a very big um, believer in moon energy. We had a conversation in one of our most recent conversations about how you know, the moon, every time that there's a full moon in the sky, there's always magic and miracles that happen. And it's honestly no joke. Several years ago, when I first kind of really connected with the moon, and by far, I'm not this like uber sort of astrologer, by the way, like if people ask me like the constellations and, and what house are you in? You know, are you a Pisces? Like, I'm not like, I'm not the guy to go to. So you should kind of, you know, you know, check with a wonderful astrologer. I happen to know one in California by the name of Danielle Page. He's a great intuitive astrologer, by the way. So shout out. Maybe I'll have to introduce you to Danielle Page for an interview on the Hidden Entrepreneur. Maybe that's why I'm bringing her up, right? Always ready. Yes. Um, but the moon is always advancing us to where it is that we need 
to be. So it's interesting because always around the time of full moons, people think it's a time of letting go. If, if, even if you're not necessarily a believer in moon energy, sometimes people, as to part of anchor things into their reality, they'll do their own sorts of manifestation rituals. They'll, they'll write in their journal and you know, they'll write a letter, you know, letting go of a, of a toxic relationship and they'll burn it or they'll bury it at sea. It's also long since been said that, you know, during the moon, and this has been statistically proven that during full moons, emotions and feelings are heightened. So I, I believe there's some sort of statistic rolling around that like, you know, hospitals and emergency rooms have more people that come in during that time because it's a lot of, you know, we're, we're whatever it is, 95% water, 90% water. So the moon also has an impact on the tides. So one would think that the moon would have an impact on us. So I feel as the result of this moon, which really was a very big game changer, a very, very, very big game changer, that many of us, and I feel that we're all at different points on our path. So many, some, many people may have already been in the energies of giving and serving versus getting and acquiring. But I feel this has kind of been like this, this additional push that we needed so that whatever sort of remnants whatever sort of residue of things that we were hanging on to. Right now, Josh, this is all about life purpose. You know, you're stepping fully into your life purpose. We talked about that in one of our recent phone conversations. I really, I'm the kind of person right now, I don't waste time. I don't waste my time. I don't waste the time of other people. If something or someone does not bring me happiness and joy, if something is not connected to my life purpose or will further advance my next steps, and my mission, what I came here to do with ease and grace and with love and passion and enthusiasm, I don't want any part of it. And I think that that's very important because also we're reflections of one another. We talk about the word mirrors. Some people will use the term intuitive. Some people use the term empathic. I feel that we do pick up on one another's stuff sometimes. How many times if someone's having a really great day and you can feel that, you're like, wow, John, you're having a great day. Or someone's down. You know, let's say, you know, maybe your, you know, your, your dog, I don't know if you have a dog, by the way, but, you know, let's say your dog is a little tummy ache and, you know, you're just moving through and, you know, you, you wish your dog would be feeling better. I say, you know, Josh, you know, like you're going through a little bit of a, I mean, we're, we, we pick up on these sorts of things. So if you, the, the, the analogy that's kind of coming to mind is, is that like, you know, many of us at some point in time or another, we probably had this experience at a car dealership and there's someone that's trying to upsell us. And they'll share with us that this is where you need to be. You look really good in this car. You need this car. And it kind of took me, you know, this has been a little bit of an evolution for myself. This wasn't this like big realization. It was kind of like chipping away at an iceberg for myself. Because for me, I would probably say about four or five years ago, even maybe a little less than that, I was still in that what's in it for me before how may I serve. And I wasn't, I still felt there was some sort of restriction that I was hanging on to, that I wasn't necessarily fully in the flow. So if you have that analogy when you're at the car dealership and someone's trying, I mean, you, you pick up on that. But if you just come in and you just, you assist the person with what it is that they need and you fully be present to their needs. Now, this is also inquires some self-love because you don't want to do that at the expense of yourself, obviously. This is where, you know, it's, it, it's giving and receiving, right? But there's an expression, there's a quote actually from one of Wayne Dyer's books, which is based on the translation of the Tao Te Ching, which is an ancient, ancient, uh, I believe, Chinese uh, book 
that was written by Lao Tzu. And it says, serve the needs of others and your own needs will be fulfilled. So I encourage all of your listeners that if you, if you still feel that you may be in this space of, of acquiring and getting and focusing on, you know, on that sort of energy, this is kind of like what I'll call a spiritual science experiment. Suspend your disbelief for seven days and place your focus on being of service to other people. Release all expectations and not just say you're going to really, I mean, fully, you release those expectations, you release the end results to everything for seven days and see what happens as the result. Go into any sort of conversation. Many of your listeners are entrepreneurs, whether if they're coaches or they're speakers or they're authors or they're healers or they're whatever to not focus on one week's worth of sales. Still kind of, you know, be mindful of that, but go into conversations with people and say, you know, I'm being given 12 opportunities this week to be of service. Not, I have 12 calls that may translate into X and X and such and such. Mm. And I feel that it's interesting because, you know, one of the themes that we'll also touch upon today, as well as the importance of believing in yourself and believing in your business, and I feel that when we have these, you could call them epiphanies, you could call them ahas, I'm not here to kind of throw, it, throw a specific title onto these sorts, so you could call them realizations. There's no going back. There's no going back. The, the, the visual that Wayne shares with us is, is that like, when there's something that you clear, when there's something that you move through and you're, the, and you're on the other side of, if you have a pool, let's say you have, you have like a gated pool, and there's the, there's the door that basically you, you leave, to get to the other side, whether it be to the front of the house, whatever the case might be, you're on the other side of that door and the door closes behind you and it locks. And you try to open up the door, you know, let's say you kind of want to go back to that old, old paradigm, that old belief system. Universe won't allow that anymore right now. And this is again, fully about life purpose, fully stepping forward. And it's such a very freeing feeling. Because again, we all, at the end of the day, you know, going back to the analogy that, we t that I touched upon with you about babies and being these, these pure, wonderful beings, right? At the end of the day, I think that many of us are just asking for the same things, to be loved for, to be cared for, to be appreciated, to have us being taken care of, to have our families taken care of, to have wonderful adventures and experiences. Now, again, for some people, they may be on you know, some people may sort of want other things and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But if you at our core, that the basic needs, the basic fundamentals, that's what it is. So one would think that if you placed your energy, your time, your focus on serving and giving versus acquiring and getting, just imagine how things would turn out. Just imagine how enjoyable your life could become. Just imagine magic and miracles that could actually come into your life where your life could kind of turn into a little bit of a Disney movie. And it's interesting because right in front of me here in my office, I've got a little framed picture of Mickey Mouse and it's a quote by Walt Disney. And it says, if you can dream it, you can do it. So it's kind of interesting how this is how quick, you know, the universe is also providing us with instantaneous reminders, mm. signs, messages, as well as instantaneous manifestations. So things do not take nowhere near as long as what they need to. Something that took five years to happen 
can happen in five days, could happen in five hours. I, I want to ask you, you are the president, like I said, of Empowered Publicity, a, a PR firm that I, on a variety of levels, have experience with. I know you in that role on a variety of levels. You not only represent authors, but specifically children's book authors, which is just beautiful. Why, yeah, why that niche? Why is that important? It's interesting because I like, there's a part of me that, that laughs when I hear the word niche because I've had people tell me like, that's a cool niche, right? And my response is, it's all connected to life purpose. Mm. It's all connected to life purpose. I'll, I'll kind of peel the veil back a little bit, Josh, because I, I do, I, I'm, uh, one of the things I'm also moving through is any sorts of fears of vulnerability and intimacy with myself. Mm. Go ahead. And for about three plus years of my work, and it's interesting because the name of my business at first was actually called Empowered by John. You want to talk about getting and acquiring and being an ego empowered by John. Like, what's that, right? But empowered publicity. I shifted from the we, Ooh. I shifted from the me to the we. So for about three plus years, this, this work was not fun. It was like beating my head against a wall. And over time, things began to reveal themselves. This really kind of kicked in around 2016, where I uh, was blessed with an opportunity uh, to be of service as a, as a part-time after-school teacher here in the Buffalo area where I reside in Buffalo, New York. I like to cool, look at it as a divine assignment because it was just for like a couple of glimmers. And I was the kind of person, you know, in um, coming across the 20-year anniversary of me graduating from high school, and I was voted most stressed out. Go figure. I was sort of most stressed out, right? Like now you might be like, I'm not necessarily sure, so sure about that, right? But I definitely flipped the script on that one, which is great. That was actually a category? Yeah, like there was, you know, I, I was voted most stressed out and most gullible. Because I don't <laughs> like to believe anything. So again, these were old, old paradigms, old belief systems, right? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But um, the children that I had the blessing of watching over, they were reminding me to not take life so seriously, to be in the present moment, to just enjoy life. At the same time, a friend of mine who is a channeler out in Australia, she was actually channeling Wayne Dyer. And Wayne had written one of his final books before he transitioned to the other side called Memories from Heaven, where he actually talked to children about their experiences and their, their visions of heaven. He believes that, you know, children, it's kind of like, you know, God drops a child, you know, a soul from heaven to the earth. And these, like these, Josh, if you read this book, and, and like, I don't really think that you're a skeptic, but like you're, you're, you would kind of like, you would kind of tilt your head a little bit. You're like, really? Like these kids, like these are little three-year-olds and they're writing about heaven. Like they've been there, right? So they have these reminders of heaven. And so he, it was just this, you know, Wayne was speaking with me back then. Wayne very much is, I, 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 to kind of preface this a little bit, is that I feel that when someone passes away, their work on earth is complete. And they can be a better service to more people when they're up there. 
they can be in more places at more than one time. So one of one of my guardian angel, my grandmother, Jane Sajeki Bapcha, she had passed away nearly six years ago. When she had when she had made her transition on the surface, it may have looked at like it was one of the most uh, traumatic experiences in my life. But she speaks with me like I connect with her every day in prayer and meditation. Her favorite color was green, still is. So like I can be in a in a in like a, at a park. And she's certainly, she's all around me because all you see is the color green. And she'll be there. Like, I will ask her, I will say, can you be with this person who's going through this? Can you be with my friend who's going through this? So Wayne really started to speak with me. Now, again, when we have a life purpose, we can sometimes resist it, right? Because it's like, you know, who me? Like, how am I, you know, why am I here to do this? You might be stuck in those old belief systems, those, those old paradigms. You might be in your ego. You might be in your head, that world of self-gratification, whatever and however that necessarily looks like for you, right? There's also the expression, be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. We were talking as well, and because this, this was one of, the, one of the biggest ahas of my life. Growing up, um, I was a little boy, and I think I was in Boy Scouts at the time, Cub Scouts, Cub Scouts, and or my sister was in Girl Scouts, and my family and I, we were at a uh, at a nursing home here in the Buffalo area, and it was Christmas time. So of course, there's the cookies, there's the gift giving, there's the singing of the carols, joy to the world, and then some, and then it came time to wheel the wheel the residents back to their rooms, and they ran out of wheelchairs. I didn't have anybody to walk home. Started crying. Why on earth? 30 some years later, would I still remember that memory clearly? So I had the blessing of working with one of my first children's author clients several years ago and the relationship, it was so beautiful. She was, uh, she was, uh, she wrote a book on gratitude at the age of six it was published when she was 10. Um, it provided such a wonderful opportunity for me to really get out of my comfort zone and really, you know, begin to see the world through the eyes of a child again. I remember this little girl and she, I was going through a little bit of a difficult time in my life. It may have looked like not that long ago, I didn't have much to be grateful for or many people to be grateful for. And she said, Jonathan, it may look like on the surface that you don't have a lot to be grateful for right now, but place your focus on what you have in your life and whom you have in your life, and soon you'll have more to be grateful for. She was like this little female Buddha Yoda, a very old soul, right? Her name is Muskan Verk, um, one, of, one of my greatest teachers in, in my life. And Muskan was right, but it took me the time to believe in myself, because there's times on our path, Josh, where people may shower us with praise and adulation, very kind words, and many of us may have had difficulties receiving, even if it's just a compliment, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you allow yourself to receive more, you, you step into these energies fully more of believing in yourself and believing in your business. It's long since been said on this thread that it doesn't matter what you sell. I'm starting to believe it's not even about selling at all. If people are going to want to work with you, they'll work with you based on the old school paradigm was people will work with you for what you can do for them. 
or for who you know. Now, there still might be a little bit of truth to that. If there's someone that, you know, if I said, listen, Josh, I can get you to meet Oprah next week, you might be like, all right, I'm going to go talk to Jonathan. Like, I can meet Oprah. Maybe the hidden entrepreneur will be on the own network. Wouldn't that be sweet, right? That was more old school paradigm. New school paradigm is people will work with you for your energy. Because we're all energy, I really believe, in some way, shape, or form. People will work with you for your creativity. People will work with you for your passion. Mm. Now, I also do believe that it's a matter of what you can do for someone. It's not just like, you know, Jonathan has this great energy. Like, I had people before that would want to work with me because I had this great energy, and that was that. But I'm also very, I'm, I'm very mindful now where it's a matter of I take the time to also listen to people more as to what it is that they're looking for. And if there's something that I can do for them, great. But I cannot be of service to someone if the relationship is also not in alignment. And the thing with that, with that, with the, with the relationship that I had with the family of that children's author, um, I, I I can never say a bad word about them in any way, shape, or form. But the relationship it was not in alignment. And what That's- do they say about the most successful people that they say no? Like the vast majority of the time, right? It's just, it's just something you have to do. And, and that's true. It's, 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 I think one of, the, one of the new things we're stepping into is the, what I call the art of discernment, where we're really choosing to do the things that light our fire. We're aligning more with people that, are, that more represent our values and our beliefs. Two of the things that I really strive for, and it was difficult for me in some way, for some time to really be purely authentic because I was afraid of being my authentic self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Many of us, we walk around, we have these masks and disguises and veils trying to get people to like us, try to be, you know, someone that we're not trying to be in our ego, whatever the case might be. But to get back to the heart of what we were talking about, about why children's authors is, is that my life's, one of my life's purposes is to open up a children's hospice, what I like to call a children's wellness center for terminally ill children, which kind of seems like, you know, like opposite parents, like children's wellness center, terminally ill children. It's either one or the other, but it's really, it's, it, I envision that this is a hybrid of Make-A-Wish meets children's hospice. So a place where children and parents and families, they can be in this energy of being in heaven before going to heaven. Oh, wow. They can, celebrate, they can celebrate the quality of the end of their life. So you bring in authors and speakers and professional wrestlers. We'll talk about that shortly, I'm sure. And they all connect with the kids, the parents, and their families. Because one of my messages for the children is that love never dies. It only changes form. Let's, let's go back to Bapcha, if we may. Because she's, she's, she's with us. I've already asked Bapcha to be with you and your family, John. So if you get some unexpected blessings in the next couple of days, you're going to be like, Opcha, I mean, come on now. We got to celebrate and have some potato paragi or something like that, right? Um, I love it. That's the Polish side of me. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, But, you know, oh yeah, the the children's hospice. So reminding children and parents and families that love never dies, it only changes form. I was in California back in 2005. I, I had the blessing of hosting a very popular wrestling radio show called Monday Night Mayhem for nearly 13 years. Uh, one of the greatest experiences that I had was when I was in California for the first time. I saw, it was, I, I, it was uh, one of my first flights that I took. I think it might have been my second flight, maybe my third flight. It was the first time I saw palm trees. Um, 
when I was, people ask me, how do you remember this experience? It was the greatest night of sleep I ever had in my entire life. Now I was out in, in the LA, San Diego area for, for about five days or so, give or take. But I remember because this is the weekend where Pope John Paul II made his transition, literally the most beautiful 13 hours of sleep I ever had in my entire life. But my soul felt at peace when I was out in San Diego. There's this beautiful, I, I encourage you to, to check out the visuals on this, Josh, when you get an opportunity and for your listeners to do the same. There's this place in La Jolla, which is in San Diego, called either Children's Point or Children's Park. It's right on the Pacific Ocean. There's this walkway at the very, at the very, uh, at one of the parts of the children's part of the children's park where you're literally in the Pacific Ocean almost, and you can kind of almost do your little Leonardo DiCaprio, Titanic, I'm the king of the world sort of thing, right? Kind of with the arms outstretched, surrender pose, right? And you, and you surround your, and you look around, you see baby seals, baby otters, you see families, you see sun, you see sand, you see water. In hindsight, that is where walking each other home is going to be built. Now we're talking about believing in yourself and believing in your business. People will ask me, how are you so sure about this? How's it going to mean one of the largest real estates in the entire country is in La Jolla, California. How's it going to be funded? Who's going to be working with you? Let's go back to Wayne Dyer for a minute. We got a lot of Wayne Dyer and Bob Chip present in the course of this interview, by the way. Wayne Dyer wrote a book called You'll see it when you believe it. He encourages people to remind themselves that whatever it is, there's another book that he wrote. These are kind of perfect bookends. You'll see it when you believe it and wishes fulfilled. He encourages and reminds people to, be, to believe that whatever it is that you want for yourself is already in existence. And you're living your life as if that's already a present fact. So for example, when you're starting your business, you have that belief system that you are a successful entrepreneur. You may still be wet behind the ears. You may still not know what the hell you're doing fully. You're still taking the necessary guided action steps. You're still working. You're not just expecting, you know, the infant baby Jesus to drop off a $5 million check on your doorstep, right? You're still doing the work as well, but you have this belief system. So I have this vision. It's literally anchored into my my mind. It's anchored into my heart. Before the new Yankee stadium was built, it was the vision of someone. It was a vision in the mind's eye of someone. And then there, there was the blueprints. There was the architectural phase. And then the new Yankee stadium was built. It always starts with an idea. And I feel that if something is really connected with life purpose, I encourage your listeners to ask themselves this question because we always, you know, there's things we ask every day, like God, send me $5 million. It's, you know, a lot of people ask for things that might not necessarily be in their highest and best. It's interesting how we're always given what we need, not necessarily what we want. Sometimes people will call it God's plan and your plan. God's plan or spirit's plan or the plan of Tom Brady, if you worship at the altar of Tom Brady, the New England Patriots. That's a joke, by the way. That, that, that God's plan is greater than ours. Sometimes they match. But I feel again that you know, like just these past several days, the some of the songs, like I'm a connoisseur of 80s love music now, by the way. Like I, a child of the 80s growing up, I had a Fisher Price record player and I was jamming out to Peter Gabriel's So We Are the World. 
uh, uh, Cindy Lauper's True Colors, Time After Time is the song that I had the connection with my grandmother. It's a very eclectic musical collection for a five, six, seven, eight-year-old in Buffalo growing up, right? So there's a beautiful song by Peter Cetera and Cher from the movie uh, Chances Are with Robert Downey Jr. and Sybil Shepherd called After All. Mm -hmm. There's the song by the, by the group Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. If you remember the movie Mannequin with Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Josh, Who doesn't? You're like, you're like, I was a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, mannequin, wow. So by the way, it's my first Mannequin reference on the show for the record. Beautiful. <laughs> I did also, by the way, used to work at Blockbuster Video for a couple of years. Still, oh. the greatest experiences in my like, I, I still remember the movies and the recommendations that I would actually give to you know customers that came in the store. Um, the song um, "Broken Wings" by Mr. Mister. Yeah, we're talking about the butterfly. Going back to our green room conversation, take these broken wings and learn to fly again, learn to live so free. These are the three songs that have been coming up that have been kind of shown to me over these past several days. And you know what? I feel like there are some life altering radical changes in my life. You, you asked me a question about, you know, were there any sorts of ahas or breakthroughs that you ever had in your life? And I feel that believe it or not, we'll probably have a conversation at some point, whether it be part two of the interview or whether it be, um, you know, it's a separate phone conversation. There are some of the greatest experiences in my life within the course of the next three to six months. This is a game-changing year for myself. One of the things that I have seen, and I'm very careful about what it is that I ask for, by the way, I have seen my, and maybe depending upon when this program is uploaded, maybe these things already may be in place. This is the great thing, right? Um, I have spent the, the necessary time learning to come to balance and peace within myself and learning to love myself. There's a lot of people that, and I do my part to not be judgmental. So if this does not sound judgmental in any way, there's a lot of people that believe in the Renee Zellweger, Jerry Maguire syndrome, as I like to call it, or, the, or I should say, well, whatever the um, Renee Zellweger character was in Jerry Maguire, you know, the scene on the bridge where she reconnects with, with Jerry and she says, shut up you complete me, right? And that's what we think of when it comes to relationships, that that other person completes us. And then what happens when that person leaves or they break up with us or something happens? Pain, pain, trauma, pain, trauma, suffering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That person completes you. No, that person compliments you. Mm compliments you so it's like you're having this great time you're 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 driving in your own lane you're being of service you're loving yourself and look at this i have i have a passenger that's coming along for the ride and however long that person is meant to be there many of us i feel you know some people will use the term this may sound like a super spiritual lovey-dovey term they'll use the term beloved it sounds like one of those deep harlequin romance novels my beloved has come into my life right um that's the case with many of us we cannot do what it is that we came here to do by ourselves i've been very open about this in order for me to be able to do what it is that i came into i've told my grandmother i said listen like i i had difficulties before about asking myself to receive a sabbatium i even just said these words several days ago about 48 to 72 hours ago I said, I am now ready for God's plan for me to be revealed. 
when you get to the point in your life when you can freely say those words and not asking God or demanding from God and saying, I want to see my, I want to see your plan. Like many of us say, you know, God, show me your plan. You know, show me us like we're, we're like demanding things from the universe. We're demanding things from God. I said, I am allowing, I'm asking for God to show me and to deliver his plan to me. So I feel over the course of these next several months that my life partner that I have been spending probably generations and lifetimes preparing for in this way, in my kitchen, in my residence, for years, I've had two placemats at my kitchen table. What? Two plate. It's normally just me here, right? But I've been literally preparing. I've been setting the table. So this also kind of has a business connotation, by the way. So let's say, you know what, maybe if you're a startup entrepreneur, you've even just been in business, or maybe you're wondering if it's time to shut the business down, there's a lull in the business, right? You prepare the space. You know, as a publicist, one of the things that I have is a media list and I'm beginning to expand my media list because I know that there are other clients that are going to be coming in the equation in the spring that will be needing those placements. Mm. I've asked the universe, I said, the next level of placements, I'm blessed to be pitching out clients of mine to the Today Show, to Good Morning America, CBS This Morning, nationally syndicated radio shows like kind of some of those next level placements, right? But it's a matter of preparing the space. One of the things is you can kind of tell, and just the, the listening audience can't see this, but you know, there's, there's, you know, like Winnie the Pooh's behind me and I've got Daniel Tiger that's behind me, right? One of the reasons that I incarnated here this lifetime was to also be a great father. And I have asked, that particular thing is not in the equation yet by far, right? Um, but I've communicated with my son for many years, for probably about three or four years. We've had conversations. And you kind of like the, the head tilt, go back to that Memories from Heaven book, and you can kind of understand a little bit about like what I'm talking about. And he's, he's known, like I've told him, I've said like, I'm getting my you-know-what together. I'm getting my SH hockey stick T together. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I know that the time is approaching for that as well. And here's the thing is, is that, again, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of God's plan. I encourage all of your listeners, whether it be God's plan, Spirit's plan, or Tom Brady's plan. Tom Brady's plan has worked, by the way. How many Super Bowls? <laughs> eight? Eight? I mean, there's truth to that, right? If someone's going to worship at the altar of someone, why not have it be Tom Brady? He's got a great-looking wife. He gives back to charity. He's a multimillionaire. I, I guess he's, he's got a, a beautiful head of hair. He's got great eyes. I mean, come on now. Totally and awesome. this year, as he said on TV, he's going to Disney World. So tie-in. Yep, tie-in. Tie-in, the inner child energy that, that's right there. Right. Um, life, again, is starting to become more enjoyable. And it's as the result now of beginning to receive through serving and giving versus getting and acquiring. Josh, there were times where people believed in me and I didn't believe in myself. You know, you're talking to a person who nearly three years ago had an eviction notice in his hand, had no money in his bank account, was literally felt he was broke and always 
I was emotionally broke, spiritually broke. In all ways, I felt I was broke. I was broke in, I felt. Not even broke, but broke in. And I had a choice. I could have stayed in victim consciousness mode. I could have said, you know, even I, I, I really haven't shared much of, much of this publicly, but, you know, nearly four years ago, I was given a perceived diagnosis of testicular cancer. It was the universe's way of saying, time to start loving yourself. Even the, place, the placement of the quote-unquote cancer, and the reason why I use air quotes and use the term perceived, by the way, I believe that any sort of illness, sickness, or disease can be healed. It's only temporary. Now, how many times do people anchor those sorts of things in a reality? How many times do you come across someone that they say, I have arthritis? It was a story that someone told them, and they believed it. The more they told it, the more they put it in their energy field, they anchored it into their reality because they believed in illness. They believed in sickness. They believe in disease. Now, again, society's wanted us to believe in that because there's the pharmaceutical industry, there's, you know, there, there's the medical industry and things of that nature. What if, I did, what if I told you, this is just, again, my own personal belief system, that you can heal yourself from anything? Would you believe me? Seven days, that spiritual science experiment for seven days, if, you're, if you have cancer or if you have Schmedrick's disease or whatever, whatever, like the term Schmedrick's disease just came to mind, whatever label you've been telling yourself. Take the time to suspend that, nurture yourself, love yourself, and allow yourself to believe that you're already fully healed. So I remember when I was actually having chemotherapy and I was telling people, I said, I said that there was, I said, there's nothing wrong with me. I said, I'm perfect, I'm whole, I'm healthy, I'm complete, just the way that God made me. I didn't say I am ill. Wayne Dyer reminds us that two of the most powerful, three of the most powerful words, or I should say, well, two of the most powerful words in the English language and lexicon is I am. How many times do you run into people that say, I am tired, I am sick, I am mm -hmm. poor, I am ill. And you're literally just, you know, there's, there's a connotation between the name of God I am, it's, what, it, it's so powerful. We are meant to say, I am strong. I am confident. I am believing. I am love. I am kind. You're putting that energy out into the world and it's coming back to yourself. So again, I, I share all of this because I manifested the opposite end of the equation. I manifested the eviction notice before. I manifested the no funds in my bank account. I manifested the perceived testicular cancer. I, I believed in the opposite end of the equation. And as the result, I said, you know what? I am a strong manifester. Maybe I can manifest the opposite end of the equation. So you've had many people on your show that have had these really great stories. And sometimes they have to have this bottoming out or they hit this rock bottom. And sometimes some of the greatest, you know, people that are multimillionaires, best-selling authors, whatever, sometimes they have like these really horrific stories where they went through liquid sh hockey stick tea right so i'm not necessarily trying to categorize myself on that particular you know particular whatever even though i i do feel that i'm coming into a large amount of wealth this lifetime i've already you know some of the children this is interesting i'm going to share this briefly if i may going back to when i was a um working as the as the after school teacher 
I, I began to tell my students, I said, I'd see myself driving in a purple Mercedes Benz when I was out in California. I'd seen visuals on the New York State Thruway when I was getting chemotherapy of Mercedes Benz. And I said, Bacha, what are you trying to tell me? This is when I was struggling through worthiness and all of that sort of stuff. And I said, how could I afford a Mercedes Benz at the time? And I shifted my paradigm and belief system to not only will I be able to afford driving a Mercedes Benz because for whatever reason it's, it's having a connection with me, but I will also be able to donate to charity whatever the, whatever the cost of a monthly Mercedes Benz, um, whatever the cost of a, of a monthly Mercedes Benz payment would be per month. So I started telling myself that. So now whether or not I'm driving the Mercedes Benz, I'd assure this as, as uh, to, to bring some humor and, and to lighten things up a little bit. I pointed to one of my students and I said, there's my Mercedes Benz. And they said, Mr. Jonathan, that's a 2010 Chevy Blue Cobalt. And I said, you gotta look real closely. You gotta look real closely. So now that I am no longer chasing, cause I also chased too. And I think many of us will, will chase relationships, money, business, men, women, you know, whatever, whatever our orientation is, right? <clears throat> will chase things and chasings will also they'll put in a, a repellent energy mm. or we try to chase the more the, the further away it seems that it is for us the more it eludes us right so the fact that i am now placing and, and this is again it, it's been a process it just hasn't been just right now this has been a process but the, the fact that i am now purely 100 percent focusing on serving and giving and not getting and acquiring this is how the other sort of manifestation begins to happen. Moving out to California in two years time. What I do through empowered publicity, I say this really from my heart. I don't feel there's really anything that's anyone that's doing what it is that I'm doing out there. But that's also the case and it's a reminder for all of your listeners who are also entrepreneurs that what you're doing, there are 7 billion people in this world Seven billion. One of the old school business paradigms is that of who's going to be my clients for the month, right? You know, we can kind of be like, you know, you know, you know, who's going to be sent in, right? We may ask ourselves, there's thousands upon thousands of authors. There's tens of thousands of coaches. I mean, probably tens of thousands of authors too. Why me? Who would, who would want to read my book? Who would want to see me speak? Who would want to buy my service? Who would want to listen to my podcast? There's a lot of podcasts out there. That's that old tape, that old story. Everyone has what I call a soul signature. Everyone has unique skills, gifts, talents that they were born with, that they were blessed, that they're really stepping into. They have a unique DNA, a unique soul signature that nobody else has. Why wouldn't someone want to work with Josh Carey? Why wouldn't someone want to be on the Hidden be on the Hidden Entrepreneur podcast? Why wouldn't someone want to work with Jonathan Massalinas? Why wouldn't someone want to be a member of Empowered Publicity? Old stories. Old stories have no weight anymore. We start, we're starting to see the truth for what this is. This recent full moon, Josh, is called the truth moon. The, the truth moon. So we're stepping into realizations of what we now know is complete and utter BS and nonsense. Stories that we believed, maybe for generations, for lifetimes, for eons. 
And I'm so excited. I'm not just excited for myself. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your listeners. I'm excited for all of us. If you listen, it's very easy to turn on the television or the radio or the internet and think the world's going to hell in a handsack. Anything Donald Trump related, insert joke here, right? It's interesting because one of the things that I really felt when Donald Trump took office, not to get super political, but I felt that there would be the, the rise of empowerment. People would start to realize that there's other things to life. There was a statistic that I saw how there's like, you know, a lot of the old brick and mortars are going under, you know, Toys R Us and Payless Shoes and like all these sorts, sorts, sorts of stores. People felt they had to be chained to a desk. I used to work in collections for 13 years as well, too. So I had this belief system that someone had to sustain me or support me. So one of the stories that I began dissolving was that and that I no longer have to get money. I no longer have to acquire money. It's simply about alignment. It's about aligning yourself with the right people, with the right energy, with the right beliefs. So you may not be the smartest person. You may not be the sharpest person. You may not necessarily know all of the bells and whistles, all the Facebook algorithms. But if you take the time to focus on loving yourself, believing yourself, and working on your alignment, not just physically by doing yoga, but working on that internal alignment, that energetic alignment within. Wait and see what happens. Looking back on a younger version of yourself, what advice would you give that person? Relax. As a, that's, a, that's an 80s musical reference. Frankie goes to Hollywood, hello, relax, Sorry. relax, relax. Um, things always have a way of working themselves out. That's another old story that we believe the opposite of. We always think, you know, we, we overcome and we move through challenges, obstacles, problems, and then we get to what could look like this insurmountable thing and like the wheels are going to fall off and everything's, you know, everything's going to go wrong. That's, a, that's an old story. The worst is behind us if we choose to believe it. We're stepping into the best part of our life if we choose to believe it. So if you look, the, the visual that I always give is that of a tapestry. You can look back on your life. You can see how everything is connected. No experience is wasted. One of the things that I do quite regularly is I thank and I express gratitude for people, events, and experiences, and relationships of mine that are no longer even in place. I send gratitude and appreciation to collections and what it taught me and the people that I worked with. Many of us will hang on to anger, hurt, resentments, lower vibrating emotions such as that that stuff eats that stuff eats at us that stuff literally eats away at us if if we allow it to so some people may you know feel very hurt and i'm not saying you know to you know to not feel the hurt but to allow that to control you or to because this isn't just the the cliche expression of life is too short but at the very end of the day everything has something to teach us 
Now we're receiving our blessings and life lessons with ease and grace if we allow it. Before and it was pain and suffering. We had to, you know, you heard the term karma. We had, to, we had to clear all that stuff out, all those interesting sorts of experiences. That's all done and behind us. We're wiser, we're smarter, we're more compassionate. We're also opening our hearts more. We're opening up our hearts more. So as the result of that, we now know that life always takes care of us. If you look back on your life, every single thing that you needed when it was needed has always been provided to you. It always is a way of working itself out. So it's interesting because again, like, you know, I actually have pictures here in my office. One of the, when I graduated from preschool, we had this little thing called the color parade. And we had, you know, each of us was holding a circular piece of construction paper that had a color and mine was green. Fittingly enough, my grandmother's favorite color, go figure, right? My grandmother also got me the VHS of the Disney classic, the Disney beloved classic Pinocchio when I graduated kindergarten as well. How I remember that, I don't know, right? Um, but I, I look at my inner child and I have spent a lot of time doing inner child work and really reconnecting with my inner child. But here's what's happening right now for many of us is this bridge that the, the hand of our inner child is connecting with the hand of the empowered man or the empowered woman. So there is this union that's happening within, masculine and feminine. And what happens when something happens on the internal? It reflects in the external. So when you have the unification, not to get too uber duper, like I'm not here to get like two twin flame energies or anything like that kind of stuff, right? But when you do the work on the inside, whatever that is, if it's self-development, if you're reading books, if you go to school, you know, eventually, you may get a better job, you may get a promotion, you may get some sort of an accolade or something like that as a result of, of taking the time to do the internal work. It always reflects in your external realm. Your external realm is always a reflection of what you are on the inside. It's just reflecting things back at you. So one of the things as we begin to wind down our time here, Josh, and I'll tell you is this, I had an interesting experience in my life several years ago, which I thought at the time it caught me a lot, it caused me a lot of trauma. One of the stories that we told ourselves was about rejection. Rejection. And um, first of all, uh, I had the blessing of interviewing Jack Canfield several years ago on a podcast that I hosted called Soul Luminous Radio. And he said, Jonathan, he says, rejection is just a myth. Rejection simply means redirection. Rejection is just a myth. Rejection means redirection. At the time, that person who I thought rejected me, she was reflecting back to me where I was actually rejecting myself. I was rejecting who I was. I was rejecting my own love. And that, that soul, that beautiful soul was reflecting that back to me. It took me nearly five years to realize that. And that came to me, that epiphany, if you want to call it, or aha came to me this week. Guess what's happening? The script is being flipped. Where now that I'm no longer rejecting myself, things that may have looked like relationships that may are, are taking new forms. I'm getting like this visual of Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze in the movie Ghost when they're molding the clay together. 
Talk about a very, very intimate movie right there, Ghost. I mean, I just saw Dirty Dancing on the big screen several weeks ago at Regals. You want to talk about being comfortable in your masculinity when you can say, go Patrick Swayze, you've got amazing hips. That's, that's years of the inside work. Before and growing up, I'd be like, no, Dirty Dancing, hell no, that's a chick flick, right? No, but it's, 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 it's interesting. And this is, you know, Wayne, Wayne's got a little parting shot for us. I'm looking at this calendar post that I have here in my office and it says, to achieve success in all areas, shift your consciousness to an appreciation for all you are and all that you're blessed to have. And if I may add, dot, 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 believing in yourself, believing in your business, believing in all parts of you, believing in life and placing your energies on giving, and serving versus getting and acquiring. Well, look at that bookend. You literally ended it with the exact first question that I started. We got there. And dare I say that that, um, that little chunk you, uh, you mentioned about rejection is only redirection. As you're talking about that, my goodness, chilling to hear that because it resonates so deeply. And that is certainly something that I can go back to, listen to again and again, and really, really embrace and understand because there is so much to that. So much, no matter where you are in life, you can really, really use that and place it somewhere and use it for good. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. So much, so much. I, I, I mean, that's, that's all I can say. There was just um, an hour of so much, so much good you put out there for us. Thank you, Jonathan. Absolute pleasure to have, uh, to have been here with you, having come from all the dialogue we had not recorded. I do want to express again my gratitude to you, Josh, and you're doing something very commendable. It's very important that I remind you of your soul signature. I love to help people share their stories. People will ask me, what is empowered publicity? What is your why? Why do you do what you do? And I love to help people share their stories. And you do the same thing in your own way. And coming from someone who spent nearly 15 years in the realms of radio and podcasting, and a lot of people might not necessarily know what it's like to actually put a show together between, you know, promote from, you know, putting booking or from, you know, you know, getting guests on the show to putting booking sheets together, to promoting a show. Then there's the actual dialogue. You have a way of making feel people safe. You have a way of making people feel loved. You have a way of making people feel nurtured and cared for. You are a very gifted conversationalist. And, um, I was always on the opposite end of this. So it's, it's, you know, I've, in terms of me being the one asking the questions. And so it's, it's, it's so like one of, one of the reasons, and I'll, I'll mention this before we part here, you know, that I began to, I, I began to co-create my own new platform such as this, which is, which is the Empowered Publicity Children's Book Spotlight Series. I have the blessing of interviewing children's authors and illustrators from around the world, Mondays at 3 Eastern and Thursdays at 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, you can check out EmpoweredPublicity.com for more details, by the way, and you can tune in on, on Facebook, which is The Mothership. You can also check out 
uh, your favorite archive editions on the Empower Publicity YouTube channel. Josh has been very instrumental in a lot of the success of Empower Publicity, by the way, so I want to thank you uh, for that over the course of these past several months. Um, to be able to have, to, to help people to move out of their comfort zones and to share their vulnerability, not only their courageous journey, not only their inspiring story and their rewarding messages, the release of their children's books, because I really start to believe now more and more that children's books are actually children's books. They're, they're disguised as children's books. They're disguised as books for children, but they're meant for adults. And it's just so rewarding to do these interviews. You know, one of my dearest uh, teachers and mentors besides Wayne Dyer was Mr. Rogers. And he wanted to create this neighborhood where children, parents, and families could feel safe and loved, where they could learn some amazing information, have some wonderful experiences, and overall have fun. And so, you know, thanks to, you know, listening to my grandmother uh, and following her guidance, have created something very special. So I, I share this with you because the Hidden Entrepreneur provides a wonderful service to the world, especially with this podcast. So I encourage all of your listeners to stick with Josh because Josh is doing some amazing things right now. And there's many amazing things. There's many more amazing stories that you will happen to hear. And, there, and the fact that you're taking the time to listen today, to listen to this interview, let's all, let's cap this off with gratitude because you could be listening to any podcast. We talked about there's millions of podcasts out there, right? You know, to choose from different sorts of listening and visual platforms. And you're choosing the Hidden Entrepreneur Podcast. So now that Josh is very thankful for your listenership, whether you're, you know, commenting on iTunes, whether you're be, you know, sharing an interview on Facebook, whether you're just, you know, you know, downloading uh, every week on, on Apple Podcasts, whatever the case might be, just these sorts of simple things, gratitude will get you to where it is that you want to be. So Josh, this has been great. Uh, I look forward to uh, the rest of 2019 into 2020. Got that butterfly behind you, so I know that you're very much taken off. And um, thank you once again for this wonderful opportunity. I'm extremely grateful and very humbled as well. Thank you. Likewise, I'm um, I'm speechless in the most uh, wonderful way. Thank you kindly, sir, uh, and thank you everybody for tuning in. So much good here. Thank you, thank you, thank you to you for tuning in. We're gonna do it again. I appreciate you very much. Till next time go get them. Thanks for listening to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.